0: Welcome to Racing Only Better. This is your not-to-miss preview show for the racing this weekend on Saturday. Uh, It goes without saying that it is a bit of a downgrade compared to last weekend but that is only because Irish Champions Weekend and co. was so special but we still have plenty of competitive action to get through on today's show from both Newbury and Air on Saturday. Uh, Lots of good competitive fields and I am joined as always by Tony Calvin. How are you TC?
1: Yeah, good. It might not be the quality of racing, but we've still got nine races to go out, same as last Sunday. So, yeah.
0: Yes, plenty to plough through. Dan Barber is on the line. All good with you, Dan?
2: Yeah, good. If you like a sprint handicap, which I do, you're well catered for. If you like a two-year-old race, which I don't, you're also well catered for. So, Jack Spratt <laughs> and his wife having a field day
0: something for everyone something for everyone Dan and we also have shoved off Kevin Blake and we've got Brendan Duke on the line today because it's the Air Gold Cup and obviously Brendan has such strong views on this race that we thought it was appropriate <laughs> to have him on the show instead of actually cruel
2: it's not appropriate it's just cruel no.
3: well said Dan if it wasn't for the trainers and jockeys I'd win them all right <laughs> yeah
2: <seriously. laughs>
0: we will get to the air gold cup in due course let's kick off with newbury lads um the 140 the dubai duty free legacy cup stakes it's a group three over the one mile three furlongs and at the moment tc we'll kick off with you we've got two Godolphin horses at the top here uh, 11 to 4 favorite is siscani dubai future 100 to 30 solid stone in there at 100 to 30 as well which way are you going please
1: um, not going to have a bet in this race. So I'll keep it brief. We've got some stronger views uh, later on down the line. I thought Kamari at eight to one each way was probably the pick of the prices with the, with the sportsbook at the moment. But I thought it was a nasty little race. I mean, um, last year's win a solid stone, you know, could come on for that. Kempton run last time, won the race last year, but carries a five pound penalty for a pretty soft group two win at Chester in the season. So um, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a really trappy little race. No, no no massive opinion, but Kamari each way, if you are desperate for a play, maybe at
0: eight. Okay, Kamari each way, if desperate. I like that. Just caveat at the end there. Uh, Dan, any interest in Stay Alert? The filly, the three-year-old filly, obviously getting the weight in here. Any interest in her at all? I was slightly tempted, thought you I'm, might be.
2: I'm tempted by a three-year-old. I'm well, very tempted, but it's not her. It's Lysander. Lysander. Who... Um, I did some digging because I always think all oh, haggis is mustard and we always talk about how there's loads of money for his horses and they so rarely let them down. Um, I thought, well, let's let's dig into absences and what's he like off a break. And since the 1st of August, he has seven horses returned from a layoff of three months or more. And they finished first, first, second, second, first, second, second. And some have yes, been doing so at of prices That as is well. why
0: we have you on the pause. the stats like that. What a man.
2: I, I thought it was the humour now. No, okay. definitely um, not
0: that.
2: We've got tongue tie. I'm, I'm not reading too much into that. It's just a statement of fact. We're in a tongue tie. I think he'll improve for a break. And we said when we were discussing him at Chester last week that when he was supposed to be running, that I didn't think that track would be for him, but Newbury definitely will. Good, good to uh, good to soft, soft in places. Ground that sort of test to bring this big galloper into it. I think is exactly. Um, going to show him to best effect so Lysander for the haggis please
0: okay Lysander for Dan I think I will stay with my temptation and stay alert the other three-year-old in the race and Brendan which way did you go?
3: I, uh, like Tony, thought Kamari was a bit overpriced at 8-1 to one, uh, probably had the run of the race there are a couple of other go-forward horses but he looks the only out-and-out front runner. has run into a subsequent Group 1 winner on his last couple of starts albeit a German Group 1 but you've got a fit in-form horse with a, a potential tactical edge and he doesn't have massive masses to find on a couple at the top uh, of the market who might be vulnerable so he, he was the one for me
0: Okay, a couple of boats for Kamari then. Let's move on to the 2.15 at Newbury over the five furlongs. It's the Group 3. Some favourites in here. Specifically, I think, Tis Marvellous for the Clive Cox team. I think it could be a big-ish weekend for Clive Cox. Uh, but Manakan, Tony, is at the top of the market. Three to one at the moment. Continues his rise this season and now into a Group 3. Can he take the step up?
1: Yeah, he can. You know, soaking about 10 others in this race, can't he? I mean... So, unfortunately, we're starting with the three races we've got the least opinion about. But like like in the opener, I thought if there was an overpriced one, it was probably Mountain Peak at 14 to 1 with the sports book. That's the best price going. Um, He just comes in here in in very, very good form. Obviously, it's in Handicap Company, but we all know the bridge from Handicap Company to listed group classes is very, very little, just a a few tiny steps. And this one comes here for for a really good third uh, last time up. Uh, when when you know split a load of well handicapped horses had the likes of Alagat Rally and Nomadic Empire behind him and Corker just in front of him I think that handicap form is probably on a par with most of these if not all uh, so at 14 to 1 from a, as I, I always work from a price perspective anyway but at 14 to 1 I thought he was the overpriced one of the field but again will I be playing my own money probably not but if you if you want an interest fourteen each way was the one I the way I go Mountain Peak.
0: Mountain Peak for our, our favourite trainer, Brendan Duke, and Ed Walker, isn't that right?
3: Oh, Ed Walker, indeed. What what have you done to us, Ed? Yeah.
0: <laughs> go on, redeem yourself, Brendan. Who do you fancy in this race?
3: Well, like, m- m- not massively strong, but I'll have a small bet on Lookout Louie. This is an interesting horse, actually. He's the complete opposite to you. If he was going to take someone for a day at the track, it wouldn't be to York. Doesn't dig on York. So I wouldn't be worried about, <laughs> about those binary uh, form figures because those two duck eggs came in York. But I mean, he's a six-year-old. He's approved over a stone in the last year. He's up to a mark of 101 here. Now, that won't be good enough. And whether he can take the step up I'm not sure but again doesn't face masses a competition for the lead he is in form he is progressive and he's 20 to 1 and in a very competitive race I thought I'd take a swing with him
0: look out Louis, 20 to 1 indeed nice we like that dan can you follow that up was anything better in this race
2: uh, well I wouldn't want to lay manacan he's obviously very progressive but I think this is his toughest test to date um I like a day to remember two starts back he just failed to give £6 to flow to at York. The third horse was Gale Force Mayer, who's thrived since. She won back at York just the other day. She's had just three runs this season, so she's she's low mileage and fresh. And when she ran at Nace last time, she just got on the wrong part of the track. I thought it was a line-through run. I think the penultimate effort, you, you're basing your case on that and the fact she did good work in her first season as a three-year-old. Um, Yeah, you're basing it on those things, but but I do like that penultimate run.
0: OK, a day to remember 10 to one as things stand at the moment on the sports. But with Betfair, um, before we move on to the Mill Reef Stakes, I should just shout out that a couple of offers with Betfair, obviously there's extra places which in a couple of races, which we will get to in due course, but also on Saturday, you bet £10 on racing multiples, you get a free £10 bets on racing multiples. That is at play on Saturday, but also on Friday as well, if you wanted to get involved. So that's a decent offer from them. Uh uh, let's move on to the Mill Reef Stakes, the 250 in Newbury, uh, the feature of the day down there, the group two for the two-year-olds. And I like the look of this race, Tony, because you've got Shakir at the top, who's this sort of unproven talent. How could, could he be? And then the likes who should have been a ring uh, in there, who's obviously more proven. They're currently at the top of the market. Shakir, five to four, should have been a ring, nine to four. Heroism. 13 to 2 for Clive Cox again, that man again. Uh, I just thought this, I, I like the shape of this race. Do you have a strong view on it yourself? Yeah, no, I hate the
1: shape of the race. Seven, two year olds, all winners, all progressive. Very hard. I love
0: it. I love it.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's very hard to get a hand on these kind of races it? or have a strong opinion. I mean, I know Dan doesn't don't like two year olds, and I'm pretty much in the same camp for the same reason. You know, there's, it's just these races are always full of unknowns, but. It's a bit of a cliche, but when Clive Cox has a 1st time two-year-old winner, everyone pricks their ears up. Um, you know, he won this race in 2021 and 2016. And in fact, um, Harry Angel won it in 2016, came here after one run, and he only got beaten a short head on his debut. So the fact that Heron is, is coming here after just the one run is probably a positive given the trainer. Uh, the trainer said he, he he was quite surprised by his Salisbury win because he hadn't been on grass uh, since the early spring, so he was expecting to come on massively for that, and the Betfair SP suggested that as well. He was over eight to one there against the industry SP of about thirteen to two. So yeah, Heros, I mean, the, the form's not great. Uh, you know, he beat a two to seven shot there on his debut, um, and you know the, the time wasn't great. The, the depth of the form isn't great, but you know that said, the runner-up came out and won a, a handicap, or a nursery off a mark of eighty early in the week uh, at Redcar. So you know has got some substance to it, but. It's all about the progression from the first to second start of this stable. So, yeah, I mean, Heroism 32 to the sports. because they're ducking him a little bit because I think you can get eights elsewhere, and he's a kind of horse that might be a little bit bigger on the exchange as well. So, yeah, again, like the first two races, don't you know? Keep on tuning in because I have got some opinions starting starting on the next race. But <laughs> uh, no, Heroism Heroism win only on exchange if you want to, if you want an interest. But that's purely because. Clyde Cox, no one it takes to win this race. They always improved a fair deal from first to second start. And, you know, he did win quite decisively at Salisbury.
0: Yeah, and this it's the same route that he took with uh, Harry Angel, e.g. having just one start and then oh, Harry Angel's actually beat on debut, but then thrown into a group two. He's obviously not afraid to do that when he thinks he's got one right for the race. So I thought it's very interesting that they're bringing him straight here. And like say, did that back in was it 2016 with Harry Angel Brendan? So I, I'm I'm with Clive Cox's runner here as well at 30 to two currently. Um, but you know, fearful of Shakir and should have been a well and plenty as Tony said. Which way are you going? Well,
3: yeah, I mean heroism is interesting. He was very keen early in that uh, Salisbury Maiden as well. So so did really well and. Did- traveled up like a monster about two furlongs down to here looked hugely impressive in Haydock he pulled hard as well standard variant um so I mean they're, they're definitely interested in an interesting race hopefully Rousing Encore will get on with it and they'll be able to get a bit of cover off reasonable fractions but I, I just like this should have been a ring it's just well it's mm-hmm. just a really likable horse that's what be. he pulled it out of the fire on penultimate start New York He's won in Ripon on either side of that. And I'm, I'm not really sure he's in love with the track either. I mean, it's a bit of a kit, Ripon, isn't it? You know, with all those ridges and uh, what, what have you. So uh, I, I'll give him a pass there. But he just keeps finding a way to win, sets the standard. But I, I think he'd improve for this more straightforward track and it might just be enough.
1: Did the Northerners and- take Umbridge there? I saw uh, I saw uh, old Dan Blanche when he said that Ripon's a tip. Okay. Yeah,
0: a, a kip, a kip is what he went for, and I take offence with to that too. And I'd like you, Brendan, oh, no. to call it by its proper name, which is Ripon, the Garden Racecourse. Come on now, oh, Simon. Yeah. Off, you well, know. in
3: fairness, the parade ring looks lovely with all those trees and what have you. It's just the actual track itself. Uh, I don't really like backing horses there because they they hit those ridges and they nearly go airborne. So it's it's not for me.
0: Okay, right. Let's move on to the three twenty-five at Newbury. um this is the Dubai Duty Free Handicap. It's class two, it's over the 10 furlongs. And Dan, let's bring you back in here. Uh, three Godolphin horses up at the top of the market in the anti-post market as things stand right now. You've got Warren Point, 11 to four, Marching Army, six to one, and Ottoman fleet in there at six to one as well. This is right up Kevin Blake Street, seeing as he just loves Godolphin horses uh, in these sort of handicaps, it seems. They've all got different profiles, Dan and remarkably they're all drawn next to each other yeah chances? good shout out
2: yeah i don't know well there are you could work out the odds of that but i'm not sufficiently quick witted to to work them out the top of my head warren point i think is the most interesting i mean he's taken a bit of a hit but he was very good at, at goodwood in a race that just felt like a really strong one didn't it three-year-old only handicap loads of interesting ones to the fore as working my way through them i was thinking oh Three Godolphin horses to pick through. This looks unappealing, as as I suppose you could say with that first race to some extent. But I got to the bottom horse and I thought he might over outrun big big odds in Majestic. Um, granted, he got a soft lead at Windsor and sort of squandered it later on by hanging left. He got run down by that's just Dandy, who was his main market rival. But this is his first quarter mile and a quarter. I think getting back on soft ground might help him. That might explain why he hung left. Bear in mind, he started off in a bumper. Um, he was second that day at Beverly coming from an, an, a less than ideal position so yeah whilst you're on the face of it Windsor after getting the, the easy lead that he did looked a bit underwhelming and this is obviously a, a deeper and higher quality race I do think there's improvement in him stepping back up to 10 furlongs on soft ground so at a massive price I'll be happy to chance him to small stakes
1: Just to correct you there Dan it's, it's good ground at Newbury and it's a dry forecast as well so I think you're going to get good at worst
2: I've done very well there. I don't know why I wrote D slash S on my on my notes then. Apologies. <laughs> oh, it's good. Good to soft in place was the last I saw. Sorry about that. It's it's 20, it's, 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 I think it's mainly
1: good and it's a it's a dry forecast. So I think you're working on good unless the forecasts are wrong, which they normally are.
0: <laughs> and if you want to play majestic at twenty to one, uh, and if you wanted to go the each way option, then this is a race that Betfair are playing. Four places on. So that's another little added bonus for you in this race. Uh, I quite like the look of special envoy. Just basically I'm hopeful that obviously the last time out effort, Tony, was just too bad to be true um, for this horse. And seemingly they didn't have any excuses on the day, but that obviously wasn't his true running. You're just hopeful he'll be able to bounce back. Um, and yeah, I'm putting a bit of faith in him being able to bounce back at a bigish price of 10 to one here.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a really, really tricky race. I mean, I'm really scared of and, and any number of, you know, lightly raced improvers, winners last time from top stables. But um, I nearly put up one for the gutter at 20 to 1 uh, in my anti-post piece on Tuesday. Uh, it was 20 to 1 post then, but I didn't because he was entered uh, in four races um, and I thought they might get up to a man four of him as well. But he's come here uh, and he's still a 16 to one chance, which, which surprises me. Um, I think he's got a lot going for him. Again, I am very wary of ones with sexier profiles, but he was fourth in the Rolls Bow Hill last year. Um, then he went to just got touched off in a, a group three at Deauville and he started the season off a mark of 102. Now, didn't cut much ice early in the season, um, but he's come down to a marker ninety-one now, and they still dropped him a pound for his best run of the season at York last time, where he he came he probably wasn't best advantage on the track. He was drawn near side, uh, all the action was away from him in the middle and to the far side. But he stayed on really well to finish uh, fourth over an extended two mile a mile two there. Now, if that was an indication that he's back to his juvenile best, uh, and they dropped like I said, they dropped me a pound for that. I think he's. I think he's really, really interesting. Um, I'd like to see the Ian Williams stable in a little bit better form, but that wouldn't put me off. So I'm, I'm going to back. Him. Well, I had backed him actually. I backed him at sixteen to one uh, each way, four places, one for. Well,
0: stay tuned to um, Racing League tonight on Sky Sports Racing, Tony, because uh, Ian Williams has a couple of good shouts. You know, so his yard bike bounce back to form here at Newcastle, and then in they go with One for the Gutter on Saturday. Uh, down at Newbury 16 to 1 on the sports book at the moment. Brendan, uh, where are you landing in this race?
3: Well, it's uh 1715 to 1, if my calculations are correct, for three horses to be drawn beside one another. In a, in
2: a <laughs> good work. Race. excellent! Uh, so,
3: excellent.
1: So the, we wouldn't know to challenge it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in, <laughs>
3: yeah, in this, in the spirit of a, a, a big price, I'll, I'll chance this majestic. I don't really like this oh. race at all. But he, but he is 20 to 1. He's an interesting horse. So Kevin Blake put him up uh, a couple of r- runs ago, and he mentioned that he started off in bumpers, and he was talking about his stamina-laden pedigree. And then he went down to as low as seven and a half furlongs. Uh, the last day, I was a bit disappointed with him the last day, because Sean Levy, in fairness, I heard him interviewed beforehand. I think it was one of those race league events. And he said, there's no pace in this race. Uh, so so we're going to go and get on with it and, and I mean he had a complete soft lead in Windsor, he should have really won, however the horse who picked him up of Jessica Harrington's that's just dandy, was backed off the boards for a Premier Handicap on Irish Champions Weekend, it didn't happen, he got a bit interfered with early on possible excuse, but he's, he's obviously considered a well handicapped horse, judging by the cash so in a race where I couldn't find the pace either, maybe they might show some initiative again and take, the, take it up, which that should be a tactical advantage. I feel like you want to be on the pace here, but it's not guaranteed because he's stepping up two furlongs of trip. But in the hope that they do, a relatively unexposed horse at 20 to 1, he was the one I was going to chance.
0: Two votes for the big prize, Majestic interesting very interesting indeed uh boys let's move across to air to the 120 there the virgin bet handicap over the mile uh koi koi at the top of the market five to one for george bowie um next best dirty old town for now grant Chua. used to be trained by george bowie actually i always think he's currently an eight to one shot second best behind koi koi and i always think dan that trainers must hate it if they get beaten in a race like this by a horse they used to train
2: yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do. Um, <laughs> tra- there are particular trains, you can probably name them, and I won't do. who are probably most bristled when um, when they get gubbed by one they used to train, or when one that leaves them goes on to much better things. And it's the game, though, isn't it? Now, I, w- I went a bit quiet earlier. I was on mute just because I was wanting to see how Revich got on, because o- I only spotted about half an hour ago that it was entered um, to run today, so that's Thursday, because I liked him in in the 120. and watching that race now, I wasn't completely discouraged. He was bottled up on the inside. He was a bit keen trying a mile and a quarter for the first time. Um, in the end, he shaped like a non-stayer because he hadn't hadn't settled properly. But he won this race last year from a three pound lower mark off another quick turnaround. He ran eight days earlier, um, and I just I, I mentioned it last week with him at Chester. His Chester record's really good. But the other factor is just the quality of races that he's running. The third to all, Ban reads really well with Blue for you in second. Um, When he won the race last year, it just felt a better quality renewal to me. You had Cruyff turn in there, Maurice Diamond. The runner-up went on to be sold to America and reached time form ratings in the mid-1 teens. So draw two as well. It can be get a bit of a nightmare there on the round track if you're a bit of a patiently ridden one like him. And he didn't get the brakes today, but I'm guessing they'll run him again. Tudope's had a citer on him now and um, going back to horses like Theanval for the Air Scottish National Meeting, a history of this place, throwing up winners that are running for the second time at the meeting.
0: Like it, like a bit of history Dan, we're all here for that. Uh, Brendan, uh, which way are you going in this race? Did you have a strong fancy in this?
3: Well I mean I think it's probably hard to have a strong fancy for an eight-year-old who's been beaten off the, the mark he runs off on Saturday and his last three runs. But Radarna has run very well in those three races, including in, in, in a better race than this at the Gar Cup um, uh, when, when being beaten by Jungle Cove. He's a horse who can be a little bit keen, but there's plenty of them like to get on with it here, so he should be able to get a bit of cover. And I just... I, it's just like I see now that he was fourteen when I when I did. I see he's into nine to one now. I'd say that's the shortest he'll be because they couldn't give him away in the Betman Ascot, and he never seems to be backed. And he's an eight year old, uh, so he's he's my tip in the race. But I think he'll go off bigger than nine to one. I know that doesn't make a, a, a whole pile of sense, but I'll have a few quid in him um, at whatever price he is in the off. I think I, I think he'd be a double figure price anyway.
0: Okay. Radana for Diana Say- Diane Sayer, small northern trainer. It'd be a big win yeah. for her in a race like this. We like that. Good story. Currently nine to one, but may go off at a bigger price. And uh, that would suit Brendan down to the ground. Tony, uh, do you have a strong fancy in this?
1: Uh, I do, but the shades of Brendan, really. I, I think I think it will go off at a, bit, a, a bigger price than these current odds of, of 100 to 30. Now, that's coy coy. I mean, you know, I was... I fluked. Uh, I fluked putting this horse up at twelve to one anti-post on Tuesday, um, mainly because, like I said, he was in, he was his only entry of the week, um, and um, I was a bit worried because uh, Sportsbook made his stable mate five the five to one favourite Diamond Ranger. Uh, but uh, Koiko has come here, so I'm in a good position there, and uh, I think 130 is a little bit skinny, but I don't think he will drift, but. Well, I put him up at 12 during the week, mainly because, you know, he's he's coming in in really good form. Um, he, he he That that Newbury race, he finished third to Atrium in last times off this kind of market, is very strong form in the context of this race. Atrium went off and uh, followed up of a four-pound high market, Doncaster. Two other horses have come out of that race. Another one, Oh, This Is Us, in six came out of one since as well. So the form was working out well as well, as, well as being very strong on the day. Um, he was he, he was ridden by a seven pound claimer that day as well, and he probably wasn't the strongest there in in the finish. And uh, but to be fair to the claimer, the horse was a bit too free, and he wasn't best positioned on the outside. But uh, one of the reasons I put him up on Tuesday is I thought they might try headgear on him, and they put a first time hood on him. Um, I'm a big fan of headgear stats, and you look at George Barry first time hoods. He's a very fair free from 14 with that kind of headgear. So I think everything points to Koi Koi in this, apart from his current price. But I think you I'll be surprised if he's if he doesn't drift to four to one ninety-two plus rather than the current 130.
0: Okay, strong view for Koi Koi, but waiting for him to drift to a bigger price is the advice from TC. Let's move on to the 155 at air. This is. Doonside Cup states, listed race over the 10 furlongs. Um, Phantom Flight is currently the 13 to 8 favourite Royal Champion, next best in uh, of the Roger Varian team. Dark Moon rising in there. And then you've got a few horses like Can Glenn, Stormy Antarctic, the older boys in there behind them. But it's all about this Phantom Flight uh, Dan for James Horton, who things are going well for at the moment. Uh, obviously that good winner at Doncaster and looks to continue the sort of big meeting theme here with this horse and I for me it was hard to get away from him
2: yeah totally the same here um yeah as a proper pedigree and through five starts and not not exactly spread out or anything he's absolutely flourished he just improved markedly from from run to run I mean if you were calculating I mean his last jump was probably a stone because he he routed what looked an open handicap at York yeah. he's the three year old up and comer against horses where. To be honest, we know where we stand with so many of them. Last year's winner, Chichester, we know we know what he is. Um, we know what royal champion is and none of them are progressive. And the one thing that he certainly is, is progressive. I mean, I don't think we'll be talking about this horse in the realms of listed company for much longer. I think he'll progress beyond that. And yeah, I have no urge whatsoever to oppose him.
0: No, I'm with you on all of the above comments you've just made. Um, anything else to add to that, Tony? You. Uh,
1: very briefly, I man. I I was watching the markets this morning and um, we're recording us on Thursday afternoon. And Betfair were actually first up on, on this race, priced up. Um, I couldn't believe it when they went up seven to one. Royal Champion. Um, it, it got obviously it was it was a bit of a rip. Got cut into nine to two. But I think Dan might be a bit too harsh here and say there's no really progressive horses in this race because I think that third Royal Champion's third at Windsor last time in a good time. It's probably. His best effort yet and i think there's more probably more upside to him but i take on board the favorites um you know could be hard to beat but even at the revised nine to two which is pretty much the best in the marketplace maybe world champion each way but again um no betting opinion as such
0: yeah okay i think um a lot of people have the same view in this sort of race uh what about you brendan
1: yes
3: uh, i i'm telling the company line here i mean what do the layers have going for them Maybe they, they could say, oh, he got a, a big mark for, for, for routing a field in a handicap, and he could be flattered. Well, I mean, that, that's true. That spirit dancer, he's in the so-solid crew category as well, isn't he? He's, he's, he's rock solid. He's a rock solid yardstick to, to, be, to, 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 to be beaten. Um, I, I am inclined to, it, to agree with Dan. I think he's basically up against exposed horses here. And, I mean, even if he wasn't already the highest-rated horse in the race, You'd be hugely interested in given the opposition and given his rapidly progressive profile. I mean, 13 dates, 13 dates no bargain, but I wouldn't like to be laying him at even money.
0: No, I would agree with that. Uh, let's move on to the 230 at air. And this is one of the races that is paying five places with Betfair on the sportsbook. It's over the six furlongs. It's the Silver Cup handicap. And Snash is currently the eight to one market leader with Betfair. Lovely breeze in there at a double figure price, 14 to one at the moment. Abolish in there at 12s. Good earth. I mean, it's a wide, wide open race, Tony. You must have a good view in this. Come on, give us something at a price. Surely this is right up your street.
1: Yeah, I've had two bets this morning. Uh, <laughs> they were bigger, bigger prices uh, than they are now um i'm in the face with dusky lord he was one of those drifters last week i was i was very very strong on and this the more he drifted the more i had on and so i ended up doing my uh left test there uh but yeah i mean I, as it transpired i think the soft ground was probably against him there and he certainly wasn't well drawn in 21 of 21 the way the race panned out um but i'm, I'm going to give him another chance on this better grounds um, we should mention it's it's good there and again it's a dry forecast so i think it's going to be good at the very worst that will suit this horse fine interesting they put first time cheapies uh, uh, second time cheapies is on him here uh, the only time he's, he's running there's before he finished a half length second to lord ridderford in a 50 run handicap at goodwood in july uh off this mark so i think he's i think there's still some upside in him and i think 40 to one five places is probably still fair uh, and the other horse is Ascend Jamira. Um, oh
0: yes, come I,
1: on! I, I was, I was, I was waiting for the markets to appear because I I'd done all the study at five day stage in there, and I was just waiting for the prices to come up. And I couldn't believe it when the first firm offered fit twenty five to one about this. And luckily, um, by a third party, I managed to get some, some of that twenty five. So I'm very, very happy about that. Now, hands up! Again, I love a headgear stat. a first time, cheap pieces. Uh, Anthony Britton's record with cheap pieces since 2016: naught from 21. So that's not a betting in stat, but the horse's profile is. Uh, he's a pound lower than beating Gatanfar earlier in the season at first. and Gatanfar is now at 19 pound higher after winning three or four races, and he's back to he's back to form after being gelded on his last two starts. Shaped really well when second to Devil's Angel at Haydock, 17 runner race there. That horse reposes. And again, I thought he shaped far better than his, his final position and beating distance when four foot first last time. So um, if the headgear does do the business and, like, and the stats don't tell you that he is going from the stable, uh, if the, if the headgear brings him forward, then I think he's got a very good chance. He's well handicapped. And I just like, he's really like his last two runs and maybe he's ready to peak here. Acid Jumeirah and Dusky Lord for me. Dutched.
0: I said Jamira a fourteen to one shot at the moment, and that is the way I fell as well. Hence the little celebratory yes that someone agrees with me. Just feel like I mean Tony's outlined all the points for this horse, but really feel like one of these is due to come his way at some stage. Dan, and today is going to be the day. Do you agree with us?
2: Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell anybody to never to effectively back a 25s on shot by laying him or being against him. Now, I'll, I'll completely take on board your opinions. I liked Edward Cornelius mainly. Um, Sunday series form, I've got a bit of a thing for that. I don't know why. Um, and he's watching the 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 only sprint on the Thursday at air. Ordinarily, you want to be low. And I think low horses did fill the first three or four positions, but there was very little in it. Fifth and sixth maybe were drawn high. And we saw Bielsa do the trick last year in the in the gold cup of staying alone. So I think as long as you hold your line, you've got a chance wherever you wherever you're drawn and even spread a pace. Edward this is a three-year-old who's done some good work already this year. He led before the winner at Sandown in a race where they went a proper gallop. Mockatil picked him up late on. Um prior to that, he ran against Dragon Symbol in a race at Hamilton. He couldn't really win. But I think 90s, for a, th- for a three-year-old, not many have snuck in it. Um, I think 90s is a fair enough mark for him based on two or three pieces of form this season and he's he's generally been holding his form well since his reappearance win. Isn't that a second? Hey, look, wasn't that Sunday Series form? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. It was. Come on, the Sunday Series form. There's a, on, it's there's a forecast there, a Sunday Series forecast. You've got Sunday
1: Series versus Racing League here today. It yeah, yeah. won't be the only um,
2: forecast I've got wrong after saying Newbury was bottomless ground earlier. Don't
1: worry. <laughs> um, Fish, John, forecast.
0: let's <laughs> move on lads to the Firth of Tide Stakes the group 3 for the Phillies over the 6 furlongs the 2 year olds the 305 at air uh, Queen Me is currently your 11 to 8 favourite Bonnie Angel in there next at 11 nine to two currently actually uh, all the time in there at sixes and maria Bramwell as well at tens. um tony this is one of those races you're probably going to say hey and you've got a horse at the top there you just don't know how good the Dubai filly is queen me and then bonnie angel all the time maria Bramwell have kind of shown their hands already basically um but queen me is a short enough price i thought against these horses with that bit more experience
1: uh now i think it's a bit harsh on bonnie angel considering she actually gagged up off uh, by four lengths last time albeit off a mark of seventy. i didn't
0: i didn't say anything rude i just said she was more experienced
1: all oh, right i thought you i thought you said exposed sorry i wasn't listening no
0: no no. experienced
1: come on uh, tony
0: listen no, no,
1: no. i looked at this race and queen me a little bit bigger than 11 to 8 on the exchange at the moment just over six to four i couldn't really argue with that um a really well-bred filly. Uh, she bought Dabari out of a Laval winner. And obviously she went very close to emulating the, the dam by just finishing her next second in that York race last time. And yeah, I think form-wise, clockwise. I think Queen Me could take a lot of beating here. I tried to make a case for Maria Bramwell. Um, you know, a really good filly in the season. They've taken the cheap pieces off after on last time. Uh, she ran okay, and she ran okay, you know, in the Lowa herself as well. But no, she's I got think. a
2: bit sourer, hasn't she? She, she used done. to
1: finish her aces. Yeah.
2: Now she's just looking lazy. Yeah,
1: when they obviously, like I said, they put first time cheapies pieces last time and took them off. And but yeah, she has gone kind of a plateau, doesn't she? No, I, I just thought actually six to four on next day isn't isn't that bad a price. But it's just I've got such a bad record tipping at short prices that I just let these things go.
0: That's fair enough, Tony. That's all right. We can accept that. What about you, Brendan, two-year-olds in here? Who do you fancy?
3: Well, same as Tony. She's just so hard to get away from. Um, I I, I take your point about the experience, but I thought she did really well in York, actually, given how little cover she had. She's a really kindly way of going. This filly looks a real professional. She's already got the highest rating in the race, arguably has the most scope for progression, beautiful pedigree. I mean... Maybe back in Philly's in the autumn, I suppose there's, there's a little bit of danger in that. that. That was the only real negative I could find. And even that's a bit of bit airy-fairy. If you're into your short prices, very hard to beat.
1: And obviously
2: with the name, it might go even shorter.
0: Oh, oh yeah, very true. Didn't even think about that, Tony. Look at you, always thinking outside yeah, the box. Ryan won
2: the first two two-year-old races at, um, at Air on Thursday as well. Oh, there we cool.
0: go. It's all, it's all adding up. Queen me, people, uh, the gang struggling to get away from her in the Firth of Clyde. Uh, finally, on to the big race up at Air, the Air Gold Cup. And Brendan, it would be remiss of us to start with anything <laughs> but you, because, of course, all the Ed Walker jokes and everything else on this podcast leading up to this moment, because I don't even know what to say. Just where is the ambassador? Where is he?
3: I don't know, I don't know Kevin had a sense that this was happening Obviously Ed thinks this is a group horse But I mean group horse is running handicaps, And he would have had his ground as well That was the one thing I was worried about air in September He would have had his good ground Obviously the winner in this race will be standing in a stable But anyway So, so, <laughs> so what, I like, what I like to do when I've lost money Is to try and dig my way out of a hole By getting it back immediately That's a real shrewd thing to do But I'm sticking with the great ambassador line of form With this bad dream <laughs> as, we, as 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 we know, the ambassador was third in what I, I I thought was a for a listed race, a very strong race in in, in Newmarket. Um, uh, the Dream was second, and she had the Ambassador, Manakan and Summergand in behind. So it looks red hot form to me. Now, granted, she had a a fillies allowance, of course, because um, it, it was a listed race. But the handicapper dropped her two pounds. I don't really know. I don't really know why he did that. So it, it's not an obvious thing to do to back a, a horse who's two pounds wrong at the weight to the competitive handicap, but I don't really think she is. And it was interesting the cash for her that day. It was first time cheek pieces. She'd been having a wretched season. She hadn't really lifted a leg in three three runs, but there was good cash for her. She was only beaten ahead. And this is a relatively unexposed video. I think she's had 12 or 13 runs in her life. She was fifth in the champion sprint at the back end of the last year uh, after – a very profitable three-year-old campaign but her, her two best runs probably came in the autumn so that's encouraging as well she, she, she's back in form the boy or a lot of time for him and uh, yes yeah, so i will be trying to claw back my ambassador losses on Vadream. dream
2: the ambassador he, not spoiling us no,
0: no. The, the dream at currently 12 to 1 with that on the sportsbook for Oshino and charlie fellows we welcome big uh, Saturday winner for Charlie Fellows, I am sure. And I was i was actually sure Brendan Duke was going to go in for a third time on Summer Gun, but he's abandoned the old boy with the penalty the uh, Dream at 12s instead. Uh, this is one of the races that is paying five places on the Betfest Sportsbook on Saturday. So um, some each way options for you there. But Tony, let's come to you next who's uh, who do you fancy in it? Come on, give us your our gold cup tip.
1: I have backed this horse at 33s and 28s this morning. And here it, we go. And it's still 28 with a sports book as of 334 on Thursday afternoon. And they are best price And they're fireplaces. And that's Motogali uh, 28 to 1. I I I suspect that 28 to 1's under pressure uh, as, as we're speaking here. But I, I really like the profile of this horse. Now, going back to 2020, um, he was a really good horse with Charlie Hills, rated 103 at his best. I remember him absolutely chinning out of sight, chill, chill, uh, um, one day. Uh, and he's a just a, a very, very good sprinter when he gets his ground. Now, he, he's uh, had two starts for Scott Dixon. Uh, the first start was in the Beverly Bullet, when he had no chance of 40s, uh, especially as they didn't put on his usual uh, blinkers. Blinkers were back on in the Portland last week and he ran a really, really promising race on, on soft ground, which he wouldn't like. Um, finished fifth there to Chipstead uh, and that should have teed him up really nicely for this. The issue is he is, right, because this is an early closer, he is two pound high there when beating at, at Doncaster last time, but, you know, Scott Dixon likes, it, when, once he gets his sprinters on a roll and gets them out and gets them running, he gets a lot of improvement out of them. He's had four winners this season from not many runners, thirteen offhand going into the racing League tonight. Yeah, I think Mottagali off ninety four on drawing ground after that run in the Portland last time. I've got. I think he's got loads going for Mottagali, and like I say, I don't. I, by the time this goes out, I, I, you know, he's thirty to now on the exchange. So obviously, the twenty eighth is going to come under big pressure, but. Yeah, anything anything north of twenty to one. Um, I might play and win only actually if he on the exchange as well. But yeah, Mata for me.
0: Mata for Scott Dixon, Dale Swift on board. Finally, over to you, Dan. Who's you find uh, in the Air Gold Cup?
2: I am almost quite literally having two darts at the bullseye because my favourite silks around running this race. They've got two of them: Escobar and Gulliver, both of whom have those distinctive colors with the with the dartboard on it and maybe this is what Escobar's has needed all along a breakneck six furlong sprint I mean there's one the one argument is he'll just get completely taken off his feet and won't be inclined to put his best foot forward to get back into it but mm-hmm. um he's in seven I'm taking one from each side they just coincidentally happen to be very similar horses right down to the silks and the ownership but the they Both want a strongly run race, they're both going to need luck. It's definitely a small stakes race for me. There's no Bielsa this year where you've got a horse I thought you know 12 months ago stood out on one or two pieces of recent form. It's very light on progressive ones, that's another thing to say. Don't think a single three year old has got any, have they? Um, so Green yeah, jar. oh, oh just the one, yes, yeah, so we've got we've got Gulliver one side, old pal. Um, Escobar, the other who'll be picking the way through, they've, they've remained in form all season. They seldom win, but we've got five places to get out as well.
0: Uh, to, I go go onto, go over.
2: onto that Kanja I mean, I know he won it with a seven to two shot a couple of years ago,
1: but that Pagasaur's Kanja I mean, it's you know, it's got no, you know, even with a penalty, it's got nothing in hand. And I
2: just, yeah, I watched, I watched the eight race, it, it was, was... nine to two. It's like, what. Yeah, it wasn't like it breezed in at Haydock, was it? It did come under pressure to see off the other 2 who um, Gathenfaru's been beaten since. No, I'd be, like, I'd be like you. He's, this one doesn't strike me as one of those Haggis horses that is destined to be a group horse. But how many times do we say that? How many times we prove yeah, wrong? Well, I, mean, I
1: forgot oh, to about Motogali. He, he actually finished a, to actually just cement the case. I mean, he actually finished fourth to Beelser in this race last year for a four-pound high mark. So. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. he's
1: got, honestly I know, I know you can make a case for every single runner of these sprint handicaps but Motogali to me is a standout at 21 plus
0: Tony very keen and it's Gulliver and oh my god
1: I've already forgotten Escobar no, Escobar.
0: Escobar sorry at 33 the race on
1: official ratings Escobar yeah.
0: Escobar at 33s and Gulliver at 12-1-4, to down in the Air Gold Cup, paying five places. Uh, so, guys, it's just over to you for the naps, please. Um, Brendan, we'll come to you first.
3: Oh, thank you very much, Vanessa. Well, I, as you have rightly observed, the 2022 Air Gold Cup is already a fiasco from my point of view. Perhaps <laughs> if a dream, dream can claw back some credibility for me, so I will
0: nap her. Okay, the dream for you in the Air Gold Cup. Strong views in the Air Gold Cup from our team—that's what we like on this podcast. Uh, what about you, Tony? Where's your nap this weekend?
1: I'm going head to head with Brendan, and it's Matai.
0: Wow! Goodness gracious me! We'll be. Pinned. Our eyes will be pinned to the egg. Are we going
1: to finish last and second last, Brenda? what's uh, uh, no,
0: no! no, no uh, come on, uh, keep it. Why are you pinning
2: your eyes? Why are you pinning your eyes to something? That sounds horrendous.
0: Just like you know, focusing in. It's just. The so you're going to sh- remove
2: your eyes and just stick them.
0: I don't know why you're being so literal, Dan. Sorry, sorry, you. mate. What's in you,
1: that? You you, you've got that phrase wrong. Is it? It's not pin your eyes to something.
2: Is it? i peeled. Right. We're, we're peeling things here. I think. I don't think we're peeling them.
0: Guys, guys. Um, can who I speak? Stick... the law on this. I can just say whatever I like. I'm the yeah, boss right? right? Oh, yeah. I'm driving right. the ship. I've been doing except, it. For except the, for my Barry entire All. career. Except for Barry O. He's actually screw, screw, the your,
3: screw your courage to the sticking place, Vanessa. You're <laughs> right? Don't listen to them.
2: I'm glad <laughs> we're putting off my nap because I'm I'm windier than ever. I really don't you know. We know this week. Call us to the mast. <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the.
0: Come on, Dan. Hit us with your that,
2: please. I'm gonna. For this is. Uh, if I was betting this. If I when I'm betting this weekend, it's gonna be one point bets throughout. If you had a staking system, but I'm gonna go with Lysander, galloping mile oh, and yeah. nearly a mile and a half. First race, Newbury.
0: Okay. Windy Dan Barber today on Racing Any Better. My nap is Heroism in the Millery Stakes down at Newbury for Clive Cox's team. Please. Uh, That about wraps up the show. Don't forget the offer that Betfair have on Saturday that if you bet £10 on racing multiples, you get a free £10 bet on racing multiples. That is also on offer on Friday too, but specifically Saturday for all the tips we've just given you. Uh, Have a very good weekend. Enjoy all the racing action and uh, join us again On Monday, oh no, it'll be Tuesday, sorry, for Wade in to review all the weekend's action then. But thank you very much for listening in the meantime.